three, two, one. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about everything from women empowerment, feminism, and everything in between. You were joined by your co-host, or one of them, Kenzie Meekbeck. We are missing Megan this week, um, and maybe next week, but she is out of town. And so today, it's not just going to be me, though. This is just an introduction to a Skype interview with one of our really good friends, Emily Anderson, who is an engineer, and she is going to provide some really cool and unique insight that we haven't had on the podcast before. So without further ado, let's check out the interview with Emily. Hey, Em, thanks for joining me. Hi, how's it going? Good. Um, So I kind of wanted to start off with how we know each other. We've known each other literally our entire lives. And you also know my co-host, Megan, who's out of town. So do you want to like kind of tell everyone how we know each other and uh, that sort of thing? Yeah, we've been been friends since Kenzie popped out of the womb. Um, Our parents were neighbors. So uh, Chelsea has known me since I was born, and then I've known Kenzie since she was born, and we grew up next door. And then um, we all went to AM for Kenzie's sophomore, freshman and sophomore year, right? Uh, just, just freshman, but it's just cool. Freshman. Yeah. You were my little, but then I ran you away. Yeah, that was literally why. I was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much, Emily. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, so it was you, me, and Megan, actually, were all Gamma Phi Beta. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Um, so we've known each other for literally for forever, but yeah, I'm missing Megan this time. I wish she was here. I know she would like to, like, have been here for your interview, but she says hi. I haven't seen her in so long. She's at a baby shower right now. So. Awesome. Yeah, her other friend just had a baby, or is about to have a baby, so. Wow. A lot of babies coming out. So. I know, that's crazy. But I feel like I keep up with both of you because I hear your podcast all the time. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe we talk too much about ourselves, but I think, you know what? We just want to have fun and whatever. <laughs> no, it's nice. Like, I feel plugged in. Okay, good, good. Um, So I kind of wanted to talk about um your career. Um, I think that you are a really strong woman and a woman that I admire and look up to, um, particularly because you went into um, like a scientific, more engineering style background. Um, but do you want to kind of explain what you do to them for them? Um, like, what do you do on a day to day basis? And what did you study in school, I guess? Yeah, sure. Um, so I studied biomedical engineering at Texas A&M. Um, which focused a lot, um, at A&M at least, on medical devices and um, the properties behind them and also um, kind of some of the regulatory strategies to get them approved and things like that. So I, my customers are pharmaceutical companies. Um, so when they want to... Um, sell their medication um, and they want to start manufacturing it on a larger scale, um, we will configure the software that automates their facility. So um, they have all this really cool equipment that can um, like mix a a product in a tank or open a bunch of valves to send um, products downstream to like a chromatography skid or, um, or just mixing up buffer or something like that and there's all these pieces that um can work 
they can work automatically, but there has to be some overarching kind of recipe of what everything's supposed to do. So our job is to kind of write the configuration that bosses around all the equipment. So it will say, wait for the temperature to reach this whatever degree Celsius and then mix for 20 minutes or something like that. Wow. And yeah. so you like program all of that to happen? Yeah. Um, it's not like traditional programming. It's not line coding, but it is, it's a lot of talking to a customer and defining their requirements and then turning that into an algorithm. So um, you're thinking a lot about like, what is every possible scenario and how would you want something to respond so that um, it will automatically handle any possible variation or change or things like that. Um, so it's a lot of thinking like, what if this, what if this, what if this, and then what's the expected kind of order of operations. And then you just put that into your configuration environment. That is really cool. <laughs> and something I feel like I couldn't do in 10,000 years, no matter how hard I tried. Um, but do you, um, I guess, how did you get to this point in your career? And what interest do you to even begin this type of career? Um, so I, I think I looked out picking biomedical engineering. I think in general, some people are, and I have friends who are blessed with knowing exactly what they wanted to do when they graduated high school. Um, but I completely just lucked out in that I guess right. Um, like, I really liked physics. I was pretty good at math. Um, and I just like problem solving in general. Um, and so I picked engineering and I picked biomedical engineering just because... Um, I felt like it is a really exciting field. There's a lot of um, forward momentum in the biomedical industry. Um, and there's also an altruism to it. You feel like you're helping people or what you're working towards every day is contributing to somebody getting medication. So um, that's really, that's a good way to remind yourself after a long day that there's a reason you had a long day or, um, yeah, you know, you're, the things that the you do could save someone's life. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I picked engineering for a lot of reasons that a lot of people do, which is that I like, um, I was good at math and science, and it seemed like um, a pretty good return on investment for a <laughs> university degree. Um, but I, I will say, um, you know, I think for women in general who want to get into more STEM fields, um, you, I think to like, sometimes it takes a while to get, um, like there's a lot of hard work that goes into, um, a lot of those really deep technical math classes and science classes. But once you get into the weeds, it's really, um, it's just a lot of critical thinking, which um, I think you can apply to a, a lot of different aspects. Um, so just problem solving for engineering specifically. That's really cool. Can you define what STEM is? I feel like it's kind of a buzzword, but like what does STEM mean for people who are just want to learn about engineering from the get-go? 
Yeah, um, it's an acronym, actually. I think it's Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess it's like math and science are actually really interwoven. Um, not And so I, I kind of think of it as like math excluding business, which is a lot of math also. Sweet. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so I first kind of want to kick off before I kind of dive into like your advice to other women. What do you feel about the current state of women's rights? Um, and what do you think about feminism in general? Um, women's rights? I think... Or just I mean, equality, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, as far as rights go... I, I feel like there's, I'm probably not politically versed enough to really be able to articulate my rights, um, compared to like a man's or, um, you know, even just people in different situations. Um, and that's so different globally anyways, but as far as, I guess, equality socially and as like a millennial um I, I feel like I think there are frustrations that every woman has but there are probably frustrations that every person has no matter what kind of group they identify with um and I think there's also a lot of great forward momentum and positivity around feminism right now. And I really appreciate that. Um, because to me, feminism is recognizing, recognizing the strengths of maybe a broader array of skill sets, right? So not just focusing on what you may have thought were traditionally stereotypical masculine, um, strengths but maybe strengths that are more feminine or just more outside of that range of skills because they have value as well so just recognizing that value in in any person for a broader range of skills and and um and then also i think internally um it's just for women learning to respect yourself and be comfortable with yourself and support other women and, you know, going through that as well, respecting themselves and, you know, learning to be comfortable with themselves. Yeah. I think that was really well put. That's really cool. Um, so would you recommend this career field to other women and why? Uh, yeah, definitely. Engineering. Um, I think it's, it's a great career field for anyone. Um, it is challenging. So what I, I really like about it is it gives it's interesting. So it's interesting to have a problem put in front of you and to be able to work on it and then see the outcome of that afterwards and, and see something up and running and think like, Oh my gosh, that's running. And I made it run. Like somebody's going to get medication now and I directly contributed to that happening. Um, so I think intrinsically that's really awesome. Um, I also feel like engineering is a very 
And I have heard horror stories from other people's experiences, but my experience is that engineering can be a male-dominated field, but it's also um, you have a lot of commonality in the way that you think. And so uh, if you're speaking from a place of reason and um, data, I think you can have a look, like you can minimize discrimination sometimes um, because you're maybe different between masculine and feminine, but you're all coming from kind of a logical mm-hmm. mindset. Um, and so in that way, you're speaking the same language. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and would you say it is male dominated? I guess the, have you found it to be, or do you think that's true when people say that? Um, my group in general is is probably 50-50. Um, I don't think it's – and I think there are more and more women getting into engineering. Uh, I mean, you certainly can do it. Um, but I think, especially when I go to an actual manufacturing facility or a site, um, or even just sometimes when I'm on a project that's a, a big project, I will look around the room and be like, hmm, I'm in the minority here. Um, but even being in the minority, I don't often feel, um, patronized or limited, um, or, you know, I, I don't often feel talked down to, um, but I think there's a lot of, at least in my experience, there's a lot of respect, um, as long as, as long as what you're saying makes sense. Technically. Yeah, very true. Um, so do you ever feel like it's a boys club or do you just feel like pretty included as long as you speak your mind and you strongly move forward? Do you feel like you ever have to fight to get in there or do you feel like pretty welcomed? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I probably deal with some of the same stuff that is stereotypical, like, um, and I don't know if some of that is natural tendencies, you know, um, but if I think about when I first started, um, I would be a little timid to speak up because I felt like I was learning so much um, that I didn't, I didn't want to speak out of turn or say something stupid or ask a question that I shouldn't be asking. Um, and so I have definitely gotten that feedback before of, um, everyone thinks you're doing really well here, but you need to speak up more. You, you know, your opinion is valuable. Give it kind of thing. And I think that's a common, um, common feedback that women can get, especially, um, if you're in a new position. So, um, I've, I've definitely had that before. It took me a while to get comfortable and kind of, um, speak up and I can look at some of my male colleagues and see them have a little bit more fearlessness in their approach to problem solving. Um, but I think, um, I think there's, there's things you can take away from that. Um, that is also just a challenge in a place a place for you to grow as well as a way for on the flip side. I think there's a lot of value in being able to have tact and timing. So it's a learning curve, but it's a learning curve for every woman. Um, And then as far as a a boys club goes, I 
I bet I feel like that's probably kind of an unconscious natural thing that happens anywhere. Um, but if you put in I, some, I can't take credit for this um, advice because I actually just heard it from another woman's panel, but I thought it was really, really good advice, which is if you put in the time into building a relationship, like you can find something in common with probably just about anyone. Um, if, especially if it's somebody you're working with, you, you already have something in common. Um, and so like, I have dealt with boys clubs, but then I've also gotten to learn about a lot of different things that I may not have learned about because I was, you know, taking an interest in a broader range of topics. So, um, like I, I think when I started working, I drank like Michelob, Budweiser or Coors, but I worked with a ton of guys who were really into like homebrewing and micro beers and stuff like that. And so I, I learned a lot about that process, which is very scientific. And so it was super interesting. Engineers um, bringing beer to science. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think what her advice was is, like, it's it would be like any other relationship. Like, you have to you – to, you're going to get out what you put in, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it takes a little bravery to kind of insert yourself, but um, – people in general, I think, will appreciate you taking an interest in them. And that's, that's global. That's not really a man or a woman thing. True. And I, so your work overall, though, your work environment does seem to very much try to, just from what you've told me as a friend, and just like, now, it just seems like they try really hard to make it an environment where everyone feels welcome. And you even mentioned that you helped start a, a women's panel um, recently. Oh. So can you kind of tell me a little bit about how that made you feel, one, and two, like, why were you inspired to do it? And what do you think the women got out of it? Um, yeah, it was really, it was a really awesome event. Um, we had just some like, really successful women in our organization come and all kind of speak to the women that attended. And then what was really cool about it is um, anyone who registered to come could submit their own questions. So that was probably my favorite thing is we got really good questions. And then it's nice to know that you're actually addressing um, topics that are of value to the people who are going to be there. Um, because I think sometimes you can like listen to a talk or hear a panel and you kind of know what the response is going to be because you've heard it a lot of times already. Um, or, or, you know, there's something that you can just kind of expect. And this was, um, really candid. So there were, there were a lot of times where I thought, Oh, I, I hadn't considered that or like it really brought in my perspective, which I liked a lot. Um, but I can't take credit for the idea. We we did it regionally, so um, there was a woman who kind of leads our women in STEM organization, and um, she had really been wanting to do it but couldn't spearhead it, um, and she actually was a panelist. So um, she asked if anybody would be able to kind of support that, um, 
and grow it as a activity. And I thought it was really cool. So I took it on. Um, and it was awesome. It was, it was really cool to hear, um, from, you know, women who had all different types of backgrounds. So kind of, you know, what's your, um, how are you balancing your, like a dual income type of household or like a dual career focused household and, um, you know, talking about negotiating for, um, raises or, or, you know, even looking for a new career or something like that. Um, it's really interesting to get feedback from women who have done it and as like a mentor, you know? Right. And I've heard actually, what? I don't remember. I said, did I get derailed there? No, you answered everything. Um, in Seattle, there is a lot of tech development, and I've um, been seeing a lot of women in STEM events, um, and you told me about this panel. Um, and so that's really cool to see because I feel like it's now encouraging women to be even more a part of the conversation and more a part of the career field. So why do you think that's so important now uh, for future generations? Um, I think a huge part of it is inspiration, I think, um, like you want to see, um, even just like the opportunity that's available to you, um, and see like what other women have done. Um, and I think everyone probably has this to an equal extent, but it may be more um, in your face for women about um, like career planning, but holistically. And so to be able to learn from women who have made different, um, like across the gambit of different types of um, choices to find that balance and seeing there's so many different ways to make your work-life balance work for you. And all of those, they just have to be right for you. You know what I mean? Like there's no right way to do it. So it's, it's really cool to get inspired. And then it, it makes you want to like just take on the next big challenge. And um, it gives you a little bit of that extra courage, you know, and um, that solidarity. But I think a lot of it too is just um, being comfortable getting some of that information um because you know a lot of those women's panels some of the questions are so specific to the female experience um you know like people talked about like how do you deal with the boys club or how do you deal with mommy guilt or um things that are um just really feminine I guess um but then there's a ton of questions that are are so applicable to everyone like um you know I think most people coming out of school like most young millennials probably um are learning to get the hang of negotiation like some people love it and a lot of people are averse to it so trying to figure out how to do that is a huge question and um like career planning and navigation, that's equally a question for everyone. Um, so it just I think, seems like a good resource overall. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nice to be able to hear 
more candidly from people who have experience. And then you take what's valuable to you and you leave what's not. That's really cool. So how did you get to where you are in your career um, and how did you get there? How did I get to where I'm in my career now? Mm-hmm. Like what did, like, did you have internships in school or like, what did you prepare and how did your career path develop, I guess, from like studying in school and being involved in organizations and schools? Like, how did you get to kind of this spot? Just kind of a brief evolution of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, obviously I studied engineering in school. Um, I did some engineering organizations, but uh, a lot of that experience is actually more, um, you know, event planning and interpersonal type of experience. I think a lot of extracurriculars are that way unless they're, you know, maybe focused on like achieving some kind of challenge or goal. Um, But most of the extracurricular activities I did were social. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they were fun. And um, and then I did an internship um, before I graduated. And then when I was looking for jobs, I had the connection through my internship, but I also um, used my school's career fair as resources. Um, and that is where I found my current job was actually at the career fair. Um, and so... I would say there's a whole range of, of professions that you can have in STEM. And so I would encourage women to look into it um, because if you're really, really in the weeds technical, there are professions that will let you dive that deep. Um, and then there are professions that, um, are maybe have a customer facing element or have an interpersonal element. Um, and that can be really rewarding too. I, I like being able to have a technical challenge, but also have the challenge of your soft skills. Um, so I would say if you're studying, um, and you like the, you like your math and science classes, um, or, or even if, even if you, even if you, if you, if you're inspired by math and science, I guess, um, and, and you can be willing to work hard, um, because I think getting into the field, it, it just takes, um, some hard work. But if, if you like the interpersonal side of things, there are definitely roles for you too. You know what I mean? Um, so things like, um, like sales, technical sales, that's um, an awesome, awesome role. And you have to be able to understand your product offering, but also be able to build a really strong relationship. So don't, I guess what I would encourage women is don't think of it as your only option in STEM is to be, um, in a lab. And if you want to be in a lab, that's awesome because I, I wish that was, I wish I could pull that off, but, um, 
and and you could be on the forefront of something amazing and brand new and novel, which is so cool. But if you're interested in math and science and you are interested in, you know, being more people facing, there's a ton of opportunity there too. So I guess my biggest encouragement is if you have an interest, um, as a young woman or as a young person, um, just explore it because there's, there's so many opportunities out there and it's really cool to be part of something that feels innovative. Very cool. Um, okay. So we wrap up every episode with something we're looking forward to this week, whatever it may be. Emily, what are you looking forward to this week? This week, um, well, okay, what I'm looking forward to, but it's not this week. Can I cheat? Yes. Okay. Um, my little brother's getting married in a month, and I'm just really excited. And my, I get now to see my whole family. Huh? Wait, is it three weeks? Yeah, it's the 20th, and, well, we're recording on the 20th, and. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, and my whole family's going to be there, and you're going to be there, and I just can't wait. It's going to be great. So, um, so mostly I'm just on cloud nine for my little brother. Yay. Um, let's see. I'm going to put mine as coming back home for a bit and seeing everyone I love. I think that's going to be great. Um, wait, I'll do a ditto. Are you the wedding, or are you talking about this weekend? No, I'm talking about the wedding, too. I'm so excited. Okay. I booked my flight, and I sent, I sent my coming? RSVP today, and I'm like, I hope I didn't send it to you. Well, thanks guys for listening and thank you Emily for joining us. Bye guys. Bye.